From the capital city, I'm Kevin Allen. A missing hunter was recovered in Sitka after authorities found him at the bottom of a 300-foot cliff. On Tuesday at about 8.06 in the morning, Alaska Wildlife Troopers were notified of a missing hunter near Lake Diana, southeast of Sitka. It is reported that on Monday, Ryan Reich, age 47 of Fairbanks, became separated from his hunting partner and did not make it back to camp by nightfall. Troopers contacted the Coast Guard Sector Juno for search assistance due to remoteness and steep terrain. The Coast Guard launched a helicopter based out of Sitka and located the missing individual below the 300-foot cliff. Reich was recovered and transported to Sitka, where paramedics pronounced him deceased. Next of kin has been notified. Governor Mike Dunleavy announced that Kristen Pickrell was appointed to the Ketchikan District Court. Pickrell has been an Alaska resident for 24 and a half years and has practiced law for 17. He graduated from Ohio State University Mortiz College of Law in 2004 and is currently an assistant district attorney in Ketchikan. The governor selected Pickrell from the list of nominees forwarded to him by the Judicial Council. Gubernatorial candidate Les Gara was on action line to discuss his bid for governor. Gara spoke to out-migration and its impact to the state. This governor believes in just hacking at, um, at, at, at things like the Marine Highway and schools and the university. And if you keep tearing apart those things and you keep tearing apart the community project and construction budget, you lose workers, right? People leave the state. And so uh, since he's been governor... 20,000 more people have left Alaska than have moved here. They don't see a future in public education. We can't retain teachers. We can't attract teachers because we don't offer a competitive salary. Uh, the teachers and police we get in Alaska are people who are just committed to living living here. But um, but uh, if, you, if teachers or police are looking for competitive pay, they come here, they fish for a couple of years, and then they go somewhere else where they get a pension, where they get better pay. Gara said in 2006, state pensions for new state employees were removed. The Republicans in the legislature ended our pension system for new employees, so new teachers, new police, new firefighters don't get a pension. And uh, every other state offers this. So, um, so, you know, you get a teacher or a police officer, they come up here, they get paid less. Sure, they want to hunt, they want to fish, or they want to do whatever. Then they leave. Um, and that is damaging to rural Alaska where teachers don't stay and you have no continuity for children. It's damaging to urban Alaska. It's damaging to every community in the state. To curb the out-migration, Gara says funding education is one solution. A few of the things you can do is, look, education funding, school funding is $120 million behind inflation just since 2014. Um, and this governor, fortunately, the legislature blocked his quarter-billion-dollar cut in 2019. Um, but uh, schools are struggling. We need to catch up funding uh, a little bit uh, for inflation, but then promise that we will keep up with, with costs in the future. Another is addressing the pensions. A pension is important. I mean, even if you don't believe in a pension, you have to understand competition. When every other state offers police and teachers a pension plan and we don't, we lose. That's just basic competition. And so I voted against the end of the pension plan in 2006. It should be an affordable one. The early ones in the 1980s were way too expensive. But an affordable pension plan uh, is is both good for teachers and police and firefighters and for our workforce. Um, uh, and good to sort of end this out-migration of workers. Gubernatorial candidate Les Gara, outreach director for the governor Dave Steeren, was on the KINY Morning Show to discuss new research coming out of the University of Fairbanks.
saying that there is potential for commercial production of the estimated billions of barrels of heavy oil under existing oil fields on Alaska's North Slope. There is viscous oil, which is, which is a, a thicker, heavier substance, and then there is what they call heavy oil, which is basically tar. Now, now heavy oil is, is what we're, we're talking about uh, in, the, in the 18 to 25 million barrels of recoverable oil. He says the challenge currently is scalability. It, it requires no federal permitting, which, of course, if you've spent any time paying attention to resource development in the state, is brand new. Usually we require this federal permit or that federal permit. These are all on existing pads, existing wells. And, and like I said, with, with, the challenge now is the scalability. How can you produce uh, the heavy oil on a scale where it's economically viable? They're, they're able to do it with the viscous oil and have had great results thus far. They've been using this technology and they're continuing research on the, on the heavy oil. University of Fairbanks engineers and Hillcorp Alaska have successfully deployed an enhanced oil recovery method using a process known as polymer flooding to pull the thick, viscous oil to the surface at Milne Point. This week, Representative Mary Peltola signed on to a letter urging colleagues in both chambers to retain funding aimed at helping improve the quality of life for service members stationed in Alaska as well as preventing suicide across the military in next year's National Defense Authorization Act. Peltola joined California Representative Jackie Speer in the letter, along with Alaska Senators Lisa Murkowski and Sullivan, saying that preserving the provisions of the Don Young Arctic Warrior Act in next year's act is critical to easing many of the hardships that thousands of Alaskan service members face each year. The lawmakers expressed a major concern with a shortfall in behavioral health services in the military, citing an increase in the suicide rate for active duty service members of 40% over the past five years. Crew members from Coast Guard Cutter Stratton met with leaders earlier this month in Alaska's most northeastern tribal community while on a patrol in the Arctic Ocean. Kaktovik is on the northern edge of the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge and home to about 300 year-round residents. Community members offered samplings of muktuk and expressed interest in more Coast Guard engagement in the community, most notably in their schools. The Stratton team presented a plaque to the mayor, delivered hand-knitten blankets gifted by the Almeida Navy League, and offered personalized etched glasses, knit hats, and ship memorabilia to community members and their children. The Southeast Alaska Discovery Center and Ketchikan Visitors Bureau are seeking entrance for the juried art show at their 30th annual Alaska Hummingbird Festival, which begins April 7th of next year with an opening reception. The center said artists of all ages from around Alaska are invited to participate in this exhibit dedicated to the migratory birds of Alaska, which has begun happening since 2006. The entry deadline for the juried art show is March 31st. The art show will be on display at the Southeast Alaska Discovery Center until June 30th. The last batch of unofficial results in the 2022 Juneau City election will be released today. Deputy City Manager Robert Barr spoke to that, as well as their new ballot center. I'm really, really pleased with that project. 
processing center center in Thane uh, got completed on time. It was a little bit of a nail biter, but but uh, contractors did good work out there. Um, our clerks will be releasing another round of unofficial preliminary numbers tomorrow. Um, don't expect any of the results to change. It's it's been pretty study and the kind of ratios that they've been coming in, I understand. Uh, and then our Canvas Review Board will meet, um, and it, I expect that they will certify the election formally next Wednesday. Barr talked about the City Assembly's meeting later this month. We do have a meeting coming up on the 24th, uh, about, about a little bit less than two weeks away, um, where the Assembly will formally reorganize itself. Uh, we don't have any new members, so it'll be a, a faster reorganization than normal. They'll do things like vote on the deputy mayor, um, and the mayor will put out committee assignments. Uh, you know, who's going to be chair of, of finance and public works and lands and human resources and all the, all the other committees that the assembly sits on. He says there is one non-housekeeping item on the agenda on the 24th. They are uh, poised to make decisions about the property tax abatement expansion for higher density housing developments. Uh, as well as the Gasino Lodges project loan, it's always possible that um, you know those one of those two things or really anything can get referred back to committee. But they are up for public hearing on the twenty fourth. Juno Deputy City Manager Robert Barr, the Juno Huskies football team plays East Anchorage in the semifinals this Saturday. We have to get through this one, and Juno, you will make a difference. I just would love to see Juno out there. Uh, when we went and played East a couple weeks ago, their their crowd was the loudest I've seen all year, and I just know we can outdo that. And hopefully everybody gets behind this and, and has some fun Saturday and, and just give us that energy we need to get over the top. That was Husky lead coach Rich Soros on Capital Chat. The game kicks off at 3 p.m. tomorrow at Adair Kennedy Field. We've been uh, known as a running team, and, uh, you know, obviously we, we have uh, Jamal back in the lineup who, you know, for a stretch of the season there didn't didn't uh, have many touches, and so he'll he'll be a bigger factor. Obviously, Jarrell's been our, our workhorse all season long. You know, uh, I think he's second in the state in total offense and maybe first in touchdowns. I mean, he's just been a, an absolute uh, game, great player for us all season. And then Lucas White uh, has, has stepped in and taken on some plays and, and ran the ball well, and, and and up front on the line, you know, we got Brandon Campbell back on both sides of the ball. That's going to be a huge boost for us. And, and just trying to get the right pieces in the right place and, and make the right calls. And just know that every possession and every, you know, things just more magnified. You know, I, I say, you know, we, we ball security, like South, for example, they, they average almost four turnovers a game. Last week, they only had one. Um, you know, so teams just really kind of tighten up their play and, and you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta really find a way to, to, to just, secure every possession and just treat every play like, you know, just utmost importance. So we'll, we'll be ready. Also, later this month, Soros said the team will be holding a fundraiser. We're going to be doing the Mendenhall Campgrounds, uh, Haunted Hollows back. It's going to be October 28th, 29th, and 30th. There'll be lots of information posted here shortly, probably as soon as uh, this weekend, just to get the word out and uh, get things lined up. But, no, we're super excited. It was a huge event for us last year and definitely something we need to lean on this year to balance the books and keep this program moving forward. Lead coach Rich Soros. New federal numbers show inflation running at 8.2% last month. President Biden has weighed in on the report, and ABC's Karen Travers has the story. 
President Biden says in a statement that the new inflation report shows, quote, some progress in the fight against higher prices, even as we have more work to do. The president highlighting that inflation is down from 11 percent in the prior quarter, but adding that Americans, quote, didn't need today's report to tell them that the cost of living has been too high for years. The Consumer Price Index shows prices were 8.2 percent higher in September compared to a year ago. President Biden says fighting global inflation to help working families here in America is his top priority. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. For News of the North, this is Kevin Allen.